Hello, and welcome to 52 Weeks of Health Equity with Conscious by Us. Today, I have Roselle Jones, who's going to be talking with us, but I want to give us all a reminder of what we do here at 52 Weeks of Health Equity. Our podcast is dedicated to highlighting stories from individuals and organizations who are working to really make us healthier. They work on really um, the inequities that we face in society. So we talk mainly about the non-medical things and the ways that we can approach health today. So with no further ado, Roselle, I'm going to turn it over to you to let you introduce yourself because I know that you can do it better than I can. Oh, you're awesome, Tahisha. I am Rosedale Jones. I am a lot of things, but the most important thing about me is I'm a mom with two beautiful daughters and I have two awesome grandsons and one beautiful great granddaughter who's a month and a half old. So that's who I am. They are the people who motivate me in life. But what I wanted to share today about life is that I, um, I think that there's a dire need for everyone to build upon their mind, their bodies, and their spirits so that they can have like regular practices for the mind and physical exercise and nutritious meals for the body and embrace the idea of creating a higher consciousness for spirit, their spirit. So all of these things are essential to have a healthy lifestyle. So not only does it cultivate each and every one of our well-beings if we do these three things with the mind, the body, and the spirit, but it also impacts our lives on a whole. I kind of got involved with this work three decades ago. I had been experiencing a, a horrible series of health issues from uncontrollable blood pressure, sleep apnea, elevated cholesterol. Uh, I was close to congestive heart failure. I had begun to take control of my life when I had come across the spiritual awareness through a coach who was working with me. I didn't even know this existed. And, and eventually my inner spirit actually led me to be more curious about spirituality, science, research, and um, philosophy. So I went through the same school that she went to because she was such a great coach to get my master's degree in consciousness studies because it has really changed my life in the last 30 or so years. So I applied all of my learning from what I had been doing over the years to my life and today, I don't take any medication for any of those things that I had issues with. And I lost 82 pounds that kept it off for the last 20 years or so. And all of my health issues are really calmed down. It sounds like this, the internal change that you went to drew you to sharing. Uh, this work that you had done with yourself. And then just like your co you had a coach who helped you through this process, you said like, I want to help people. What were you doing work-wise before you started embracing the mind-body uh, connection? I was a police officer back in the 80s to around the, the end of the 90s. 
and then into insurance. So although- So wait a second, those sound like highly, highly stressful jobs. And it sounded like you were telling the story of like, I had all this stuff that like that like we just associate like high cholesterol and and weight gain that there's some some magic pill that's going to fix us that medicine's going to fix this and so it sounds like the big fix was kind of thinking about like well what's my part in this not medicine oh, to yes. help me fix this like and that takes time though right like that oh indeed yes it does it takes time And it's, like I said, three decades ago, I began this journey. And now where I am is so phenomenal because I I look back and say, I am so glad that that woman I was then came to be who I am today. And it was as though I say that this woman I am today called me and said, come, keep coming. Just practice, just try it, just give it a shot. And I was uh, skeptical 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 at first of yeah you mean to tell me that all i need to do is do a little bit of relaxation a little meditation and eat properly and do exercises well put it to work and i put it to work and therefore there was the impact of my whole entire life you know and it took time though changed my mind changed the way i was thinking changed what i believed so that I can really realize my good, you know? So So I heard you also say, change the way you were thinking. And so the mind really does have such a huge impact. And I've heard other guests say this, that like the the mind is the driver, right? So what, how do people change their thinking though? Cause that's not easy. Like how did you start that journey? Yeah. Well, how did I start the journey? Again, was a spiritual journey, meaning that meditation, I had to write Like things. religious or? Well, no, not spirit, not religious, because there's a difference between religion and spirituality. Religion is uh, people that are relying on a doctrine that everyone follows and they read certain ways. But spiritual is when we are individuals climbing to our better the better to better ourselves in health finances everything uh and things of that nature angel work all kinds of beautiful things that's spirituality someone who believes in a higher power more so than doctor doc, doctrines and stuff like that so that so, is the difference so i I can be any religion and come to this. It's really just awareness. Um, And it can, and it doesn't have to replace that. It's just a sense of being aware. Um, Because I I have to say, I know sometimes people, when they hear spirituality, they think, oh, you're trying to make me switch over to some, something frou-free. Like, this is like, uh, like, I'm not going to, but you mentioned journaling and So I find myself in the last couple of years before getting out of the bed to sit there and count. A simple thing like count, breaths, 
deep breaths because being a yoga instructor, that is big. And people say, like you say, oh, I don't want you to try to convert me. No, they think that when I talk about yoga that I'm saying, and I have to explain to them, no, you do not have to leave your philosophy just to make sure I let you know that that's the way I make sure people know. You don't have to leave your philosophy to get into who you are. You don't have to leave your philosophy to connect your mind, body, and spirit and become what you, the best you can come from who you are, you know. Mm -hmm. So Roselle, I'm going to be honest, growing up, I often did not think about uh, holistic health, alternative health as something that could be embraced by people who look like me, that I didn't have the time. Like I, I, I know coming from like family and things like that, that was considered kind of sort of like for lack of a better word, like that was for people who had privilege and who had the time to do that, that I needed to kind of just be working and doing. And like, there was not really a time to be reflective in my mind, body, spirit. And as I've gotten older, similar to your journey, I've realized that not not um, not having a place for other thoughts around health uh, makes a very narrow view around health. Like it was either medicine, which it, you know, for uh, certain reasons, um, certain people of color and women have some distrust there. So it was either go the route of medicine or just suck it up and just keep doing what you need to do because I don't have time to go get a massage or a meditation or, you know, take a moment to just pause to like, even sometimes uh, exercise or yoga is sometimes seen a seen like a, well, like who has time for that? Like you must have a lot of, I point people to research a lot. And I tell them that it's proven. It's not just me telling you or anything this way. PubMed, pub.med is where I do all of my research. But it's proven that unhealthy lifestyles have been independent and so connected with causing diseases like hypertension, diabetes, obesity, and not to mention, like I said, the, the dementia and Alzheimer's. But if people want to heal from that, they may need to think about changing the way they're looking at it to say, well, maybe five minutes. And another thing, hey, come and think of it. Some people I say, well, just do 10 minutes before you get out of the bed and just breathe. Just do it for 30 days. And that's time. And that would that take a lot of your time? You know, things like of that nature. Just to let them know, because it's really, really, really imperative that I explain it to them, especially when we're one-to-one, uh, -one, how unhealthy it, it can be to stay that course of, I don't want to do anything about it because I can't, you know? And so that I can't is so like a detrimental thing for many of us. Yeah. And, and so, and I would say like everyone now has stress, right? And so have you seen more people come into your practice? Because I think it's important that people understand that you are really a complementary holistic health practitioner who, you know, gets people to add this as complementary to what they're, and, and so why I wanted to share this is I feel like this is something that helps to, to 
easy ways to equalize health. Um, we're not, and we're not saying that people should turn away from medicine because these things are complementary to medicine. Um, we're also not saying that, you know, like if you start meditating, you're going to cure whatever disease process you're, you're going through, but you're definitely going to help, um, the mind body connection piece. If you're only doing sort of the, the body piece and leaving out the mind piece, if, if we think about, you know, the disconnection there and, and the silo view, then, you know, you're not really going to get, uh, we're not saying you're not really going to get all of the improvement, but this could help you to start along a path, especially in the U S where many people are underinsured. So this could be sort of the thing that kind of helps, uh, to help you feel better. Um, so you were a police officer, you were in insurance, and then all of a sudden you're doing something completely different. Right. And you know, I don't think that was even at all of a sudden when I think back, because as a police officer, I used to be in charge of all of the high schools. So at that time we had cassette tapes and I'd make meditation tapes for these kids and I have seen them change. I change with them because I, of course, have to listen to them to see if they sound good for them to listen to it. But spiritual coaching is so valuable and it really helps everybody on their journey, their spiritual. Because what I do is I combine insights from them, from science, from philosophy, from metaphysics and spirituality to help them gain this sense of connection with something greater than them. It's, it's so automatic when we start working towards it because all we do is awaken it. See, spiritual coaching is so powerful because it allows us to explore ourselves, reflect on who we are, digging deep into things. You could be driving your car and come up with an idea about yourself. It helps us explore. Metaphysical means beyond physical. It, so it helps us to explore metaphysical concepts and find that peace in this world that we are that surrounds us. So it's one of the things that we do and we touch base often to see to measure how far people are going. And another thing about spiritual coaching, it really strengthens their belief in their higher self and it also lays a fabulous awesome um, and powerful foundation to lead them to feel more confident in their lives and so that coupled with me having a uh, spiritual community is what made me have a fitness community the same way because what happens is people still work through me through spirituality but they're doing things like strength training is some of the classes i offer yoga is uh a, one of the classes i offer to not show people how strong and flexible you are but to show you how your mind can come into connection and control your body so that you cannot be a lug you know, how sluggish and all of those things that can happen when people are just living by the seat of their pants and just running from one place to the other. So we are living right now in times where research is right at our fingertips. And, and we could just get more information on what's happening, how, why is it happening, and how we can do better. It will be so powerful. And that's my 
whole story about everything. Yeah, and it sounds like it's it's also about taking time, which everybody complains we don't have enough time, right? Mm-hmm. But is it that we don't have enough time or that we don't make time for us? Taking care of everyone else and not ourselves. And that makes our lives very inconsistent because we can't live for them because they have to live their own life. Even our children, we can't even live for them. Everybody is born with that same spirit within them. And so therefore, everybody should be allowed a certain degree of understanding, taking 10 minutes a day, just thinking and contemplating, who did I leave out of my my heart yesterday? How could I have done this better? Instead of saying, I can't believe I didn't do that right. That is crushing the spirit or building the spirit up by just not trying to focus on what you did wrong or right. Just close your eyes a minute and sit and wait. But the first thing, if if a person thinks that I only have time to get off work and come home and then look at television, then what they're saying to themselves is, that's not even, I'm not even worth looking at to think about myself for a few minutes when I'm home alone. It's time to, to, to experience some different types of success in life. And we do need to improve on that. We need to improve on our belief in ourselves and belief that we can have a, a better life. And so I, I think that's so important because when we talk about health equity issues, it's often about the non-medical pieces, the society pieces, and, and part of society is the culture that, we in, that we're inhabiting. And that culture is a, you know, show me how fast you can get something done. Show me, we're very work-based right now. We're very driven by uh, the external. And so it mm-hmm. sounds like you kind of embraced and you help people to embrace, well, take time to look at the internal. Like, what is the driver? Is this really bringing you happiness? Exactly. And when you said coming home and just watching television, which seems so like low energy, like to do that, but it also doesn't give you doesn't give you anything, right? I'm not right. against television. I'm no, me either. Against television, I like either. television, <laughs> but it can't, it used to be my life uh, until I was around in my 30s when I started started getting into these books and going to Barnes and Nobles on, with coffee and just sitting there and dealing with it. But if without knowing all of these things or trying to understand, it just brings us down, just, just plain television. And that, again, that visuality, looking at the drama on television and all of those things. Nothing wrong with a good hard movie now, a crime story or whatever, but it can't be that alone. We mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so what are what are some of the you mentioned uh you mentioned like your support system, right? So if you don't have positive people or people are like, you want to do what? You don't want to watch television? Like you want to meditate or you want to read? Like that's nonsense. Like that's not relaxing. That's like, that seems too active. I don't have the energy to take a walk. Like you want to go for a walk after dinner? Like we usually watch. So you mentioned like making sure that you have a good support system because whenever people want to make change, you it's great if you can do it on your own and you have that driver. But for many of us, 
the systems around us, society, our family, co-workers, they say they may make comments that make you doubt, like, should yes. I continue to do this? And so um, how do you kind of address that when people when people are surrounded by toxic environments? Um yeah, because the thing to tell people, to let people realize about is that all these years they've been that way. Have they ever thought about just one day changing your focus? Just instead of being what, what everybody going along to get along is. Going along to get along is a energy zapper, if you will. I got to stick up and I got to stay with them. I have to do the things they're doing. And it's such, you know, that you don't have time for you anyway, because you don't take time for you, but you want to take the time in them, invest your time in them. And half the time, they would love to be doing something else, but they work very hard, some people, to get you from doing what you're doing. So you make you don't make them look too bad for, try, for not trying or not doing anything. So we have to be careful with that, too. Roso, you're you're spit you're spitting some truths here because you said like they to to go along go along to get along like that is so many people do that and then you know you mentioned people who want to keep you where you are so they don't look bad and so you know it's so interesting that you mentioned that because it sounds like fear, right? For every freedom that people get, there's someone who's going to say something that comes from a place of fear. Like the fear is, wow, like you're making change. I don't know how to make change or I don't want to make change. And now everybody's looking at you and seeing like, oh, you know, Rosio's losing weight. Like she's getting, she's exercising. She's got this like calmness about her. And, you know, that may, and all of a sudden I, it, it's about me again. Like I'm saying, well, like, don't do that, Roselle. Like <laughs> you're making me look bad exactly. and it's not, it has nothing to do with me, right? Like mm -hmm. I, if, if I come to the change, that's great. But it, when I start to lay my fear on you, that's when I'm not maybe a good uh, coworker, a good, what, whatever my role is in your life. And then you know, like, do you, do you ever say to say certain phrases or words to the people that are coming with these? Like, I don't get why you're doing this because I've heard things like that, um, in work. Like, you know, when I was leaving to leaving a, a good job to kind of go out on my own, I heard from family, like, why would I do that? Why would I trade stability <laughs> for, you know, the unknown. And I know I, I didn't have any replies. I was just like, I got to try it. Yeah. How, how do you address that? Because like our loved ones are so important to us or the people that are in our like little circle are, are important. How did you, yeah, or how do you I help ask them? I ask people, how would you like to, at the last day of your life, how would you like to say you spent your time in the dash? And I really wait for an answer. Oh my gosh. So when you, when people think of you and the last day, that's powerful. Cause like, I'm sure nobody wants to be like, oh, I was, I was that person who always complained about everything and said your coffee was like too tart. Like, yeah. like nobody wants to be that. Wow. Like that really makes you think about yourself too. 
and like where am I and what did I so challenging the audience right now like how do you want people to think about you right yeah yeah this time how did she live in the dash you know she was always what you know she was always sickly would you like that you know is that something you'd like to experience for the rest of your time here you know and that gives people a chance it gives them pause yeah i have to say my son said something to me um and it was why well, oh, oh back when I was working for corporate things, um, he had said, well, all I knew of you was work. And I thought, gosh, like, I don't want to be. And, and you know, he's a, he's a teen. So of course, I was, he, he says like, I asked him, well, what, what did I do as work? I don't know what you did, but like, I just thought of you as work. Like mom works and like mom comes home and then says, we have to work. Like, and I was like, that is not what I want to be known for. I don't yes. want to be known for some nebulous work mm-hmm. uh, with my close loved ones. Yes. Uh, right. Or she was a good worker. <laughs> what, okay. does mean? what does that mean? I would rather be remembered as she had a nice laugh and she had a wonderful smile yeah. and she made, uh, made, me, made me feel great um, than she was a good worker. <laughs> Exactly. Because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that is so important because when you mentioned the love, I was thinking, yeah, how about that? Um, Somebody had a, a, a phrase, the love you give. In the end, the love you give is the love you take. And so, wow. So that's what you go back with, that same love. No self-love? Well, how many people will give you that same self, that same love back if that wasn't what you gave in life? Yeah. So we really, we really, to be healthy and ways that we can kind of uh, gain our own power is to love ourselves and to find the time, the time to say, hey, I'm going to love myself and I'm worth the time. And so it sounds like, Rosale, you want people to realize they are worth the time it takes to devote energy and devote time because we would do it for anyone else, right? Like I know I've dropped things for other people who've asked me, but I have not done the same for myself. And like we cannot be healthy and we cannot uh, find our power and address bigger systemic health inequities if we can't love ourselves first, right? We can't be the activist, the advocate, the mother, the social worker, the police officer who brings joy, the person who maybe works in a corporation and says, you know what, I'm going to, because I love myself and I feel strong in me, I'm going to defend this person who doesn't have access. We can't do that if we are fearful, if we cannot find strength in ourselves. Right. Um, and and, and so no voice. That's a start. We have to find that voice by loving ourselves. Um, and so... I just want to ask, what can listeners do to help? Um, That's big, big. If people are curious in the least bit, I would say the first thing to do is start doing a little research surrounding certain issues in their lives. And and, and, And instead of giving people advice, use that instead of assuming and giving people opinions. Because opinions could be the worst thing if you're not 
if you can't back it up with some real truth. And that way people can stop going around in circles, believing all of these uh, superstition things and not knowing any any um, real actual truth and credence to all of the stuff. Don't spread things that is not really true. And one of the things I would say is to use PubMed, P-U-B dot M-E-D, not Google so much, but just go in there and get some good peer-reviewed research. You don't have to read each one of those articles, but ask a question, put a question in there, get a few things out of that long article, and you tell yourself something new that you need to know. What if you have something going on in your, your life where you can't sleep at night? Write it in that question chat. That's real live real true research, not somebody trying to sell you sleeping pills when if you go to Google. You know, this right. is real research, peer-reviewed. And to do that, that's what I think the public should become armed with information, real information to pass on to people, not assumptions and opinions, you know. And and that that is some fantastic advice because really we need to come from a place for a, of more evidence, right? Not things that, you know, I Google something and it brings me maybe information that isn't evidence-based. It's not based on science. It's not based on research. It's not neutral. It leans a certain way. They're trying to get you. And and this could be the the right or the left politically. We're not we don't really talk politics here, but we, you really want to find, well, what's the neutral opinion out there? And like, where can I find that? And Google's going to bring you a lot of things that maybe are not based on science or based oh, on your research. best interest. Yeah. Your, yeah. Research um, the best interest. So how can people reach you or, or find out more who want to work with you or who want to um, just like support you specifically? specifically in your in your work as a spiritual coach and uh, help for people to really actualize their life, those who need it. Yeah, I would say for the support piece, since I mentioned the spiritual community that I have, every Sunday I am uh, airing on Zoom and my Facebook. And those two accounts, if people were to come in and listen and watch, and if they feel they were fed, I would say they should say, well, how about supporting this organization, Center for Spiritual Living Charlotte? Because if we support that and they're still on the air, somebody somewhere is going to continue to get help or get advice or get stuff that's working in the confines of their life to help them to get better notions in life or better belief in higher powers and whatever they need. Because if everything is taken away from people and there's no like type of any type of support, that's one of the biggest places that I look for support in that spiritual community. And that, that um, email, I mean, not email, that website is cslcharlotte.org. And that will be in the, uh, you know, in the informational here. Yes. And um, as far as their mind, body, and spirit, this other side of the business is called the Mind, Body, Spirit Center. I would say people get into the idea of what do I need to know about yoga? What does focusing on breathing do for me? 
that plus meditation combined is it, it by far becomes the biggest healing for most full body people. It really, really does. Meaning full body, mind, body, spirit, right? People who are really into those three things. And then, you know, the different various exercises that we do to move the body. Many body movements that that we do in, in the mind, body, spirit center that causes the heart rate to raise is awesome because it's bringing you more and more toward health and mind and fitness. And then eating, uh, that's the other thing, I also work with the nutrition side as well and showing people the right amount and the balance of macronutrients they need to be eating at a given, every single day, you need to be eating a certain amount of food. People think I have to diet. We are not dieters. We work with lifestyle changes. That's what we work with, not dieting. <laughs> so that's another thing just to think about. So how to support that is to tune into MBC, Mind, Body, Spirit Center, mbsc.info. That would be the website for that to support, to reach out, to get more information, how that can work in everyone else's life. Maybe pass that information on to a relative who might have gotten a diagnosis from a doctor and it did not, they don't feel too well about that. But this is the thing. They just got to be motivated to come and really, really put their all in it. They have to be motivated to change the way they're living in order to make it work. And that's everything, just to be motivated. So pretty much that's what we I would be looking forward to getting support on that level. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Roselle. It w this was a such a wonderful discussion. I learned so much um, and I and, you know, I, I love that you pointed out the nutrition piece because that's a part of the body too. We didn't touch on that a lot, but um, it's all interconnected and the motivation piece. And, you know, it's, it's just really so wonderful when we're able to share about practitioners who are out there helping people to make changes. Like a lot of times we think that health equity issues are, we just have to address the larger systems, but systems are built by people and people that begin to love themselves then spread that love to the systems because they feel powerful enough to make a change. They start saying to themselves, you know what? I was able to do this. I feel powerful. Now, how can I look out and share this? Because that's basically what you did. Um, and so how can I share this more? And if we all start doing this, um, like really loving ourselves enough to look outside and say, hey, I, I learned to love myself. How can I spread this message? Our systems will change. And so, you know, thank you for being a guest on the show. And I appreciate you so much. And we'll have the show.